Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond, welcome to another episode of Dr. Fix Me. I am your host, Dr. Elias Fix Me, at your service. And if this is your first time listening to the, to the show, welcome aboard. We really appreciate you being here. And for the rest of you fixer-uppers, you know how this introduction goes. All I'm trying to do with this show is help this world out one person, one issue at a time. Which is why I have a doctorate in radio and television broadcasting with a specialization in tabloid talk shows. Because my heroes growing up were the likes of Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, uh, Phil Donahue, Dr. Phil, uh, Dr. Oz, uh, Geraldo Rivera, Wendy Williams, Tyra Banks, even Oprah. Because they spent their careers helping people. Each new episode of their shows, they helped someone brand new. They transformed the lives of, of, of countless people. And as a kid watching that, growing up and watching those shows, I thought, you know, I want to do that when I grow up. Now, I don't have a TV show, which is a painful uh, fact I have to face every day, but I do have a podcast uh, and, and the power of the internet, which gives me access to people all over the world to learn who they are, what their issues may be, and how I may be able to help them. And on today's show, my producers have connected me with uh, a person named Lou, am I saying this right? Lou Cipher. I think we'll, we're going to figure that out soon. Uh, we have a Lou Cipher who says he is devastated. So uh, without any further ado, let's welcome our first guest, Lou Cipher, to Dr. Fix Me. Welcome. Hello, Lou. Hi, Dr. Fix Me. Uh, the moon is really great tonight, Dr. Fix Me. It really just shines a light of this is our moment. Oh, uh, yes. Well, I, I'm glad to see that the moon has given you a, a good disposition. Uh, welcome to the show. I understand my producers have told me that you are, are devastated, but you seem to be in a chipper mood. No, Dr. Fix Me. The truth is I am devastated. I am angry and I'm feeling a little dangerous, but that just might be Mercury passing by. Oh, are you uh, the Mercury passing by? You mentioned the moon. You mentioned Mercury passing by. And I've heard people say like Mercury and retrograde. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with those terms, but I am aware that those uh, relate to astrology. Are you a fan of astrology? You could say that, Dr. Fix Me. I consider myself a fan of a multitude of different, shall we say, art styles. Um, and I really just like to take in the world for its naturalness really um, i see okay mm -hmm. I, I could appreciate that lou that you have it sounds like you have an open mind and you are uh, a very curious uh person yes yes you could say that as well yes i love that okay yeah i, I myself consider myself to be a, a lifelong student you know you're never really done learning now lou uh, I, tell me what what brings you to the show why are you so upset why are you so devastated well dr fix me believe it or not my day job is not just looking up at the moon or reading about all the things I love and hate. My day job is actually this lovely little pie factory um, that you can find on the corner of Wells and La Russe. And it's just the prettiest pie shop, Dr. Fix Me. You can get all kinds of things. You can get cherry, raspberry, um, Maybe some pomegranate pies, you can get some chicken pies, you can get some beef pies, really just shepherd's pies, all kinds of pies, Dr. Fix Me. Um, but shall we say that once the night strikes, like maybe we have a different clientele. And so that's when the pies really become something else, really become out of this world. You might even say just out of this realm. And, you know, 
being me with all of my many interests, Dr. Fix Me, um, it's really hard sometimes to find love. But one day this magical, shall we say, just warrior demon angel just like walked in. Um, and, his name was, and his name was James uh, Petruso. James Petruso. And you know, I don't like letting people in Dr. Fix Me because it scares me. I don't want them to see, shall we say, the other side, the other side of my pie factory. Um, and so, you know, we went on like a date or two, I think. I would have called them dates. I don't know what he would call them, especially since he's hurt me now. But we went on a date or two and I thought we were kicking it off. You know, Saturn was approving, Lucifer was approving, hell, even Jesus was approving. And so I was like, wow, this must be a sign. And so I went to go show um, James Petruso, shall we say, my pie shop at night, where, shall we say, we have a very strong following. Um, if Facebook is any indication, we have a following of over 150,000 people. It's just for my nighttime pie factory shop. Um, and shall we say, I showed him my pies and they kind of freaked him out. Um, and now Dr. Fix Me, now he won't talk to me. He won't call me back. He won't text me back. He won't respond to my messenger. He won't respond to my pigeon. He won't respond to my dog. And he won't respond to any of the angel summons I've been uh, asking, you know? Oh, so hold really, on, Lou. You're, you're throwing a lot at me, Mr. Cypher. And, and this is, wow, you're, you're, this is a lot to take in. And I just help, help me unpack this all. So, so I want to start back with the, your employment. You say you work at a pie factory? A pie factory. I oh. am head pie chef. Oh, you're uh, a chef. Okay, so you, I, yes, you, you I make, make my pies. own pies. I manage my okay. own business. You could really say I'm like the Barbie of life or something. The um, Barbie of life? Yes, yes. That's how what I does see that myself. Mean? Or that just means that I can do it all. I mean, every oh. day I can do all the jobs, like just like Barbie. Barbie does everything. Oh, okay. Like much like a like a Swiss Army knife. You have you have utility in in, in many arenas. Yes, but I think oh. I prefer Barbie, if that's okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Now, uh, Lou Cypher, you, you, you work in a pie factory. You're the pie chef. Is that, uh, are, do you own this pie factory, or are you, are you just like the, the key chef? Are you just- Nope, it's definitely my pie factory. Oh, uh, it's yours, okay. Yes, I laid the first brick. I planted the first, like, lead pipe leading to the toilet or something like that. Um, so you really I built my own altar, in... like- An altar? Yes, yes, yes. See, that's that's the thing, Doctor Fix Me. The reason why we only let certain people in after six o'clock is that my pie factory, kind of through the work of the divine, through the work of just everything I know, it kind of becomes Satan's pie factory. And so, yes, Doctor Fix Me, you Satan's heard that pie correctly. factory is that the wait? What's what's the name of this pie factory? I need to look this up. It's called, it's called the Devil's Pie. <laughs> Oh, the devil's pie. Devil's okay. pie. Pie so good, even the devil will love it. Oh, I, oh, that's a nice uh, catchy slogan. I oh, came the, up with that through the help of Satan, of course. Um, now, when um, you mention Satan, are, are, are you saying that they, this is, are you some sort of Satan worshiper? That you just like, are you like a, some some people like they they're not necessarily religious, but they like the iconography. You know, so they'll have pictures mm -hmm. of, of Jesus or the Jesus dolls or the Yankee candle with Jesus on it. They're, you know, like some I know a lot of Catholics who aren't practicing Catholics, but they like the 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 I don't know the mysticality of it, the the mm -hmm. mythos. Are you one of those? Just a kind of fan of the idea of Satan? 
No, no. I would consider myself, like, I don't worship Satan. I don't worship Jesus. I don't worship the moon. I don't worship Saturn. I consider all these energy sources to really just be my friends and, you know, just to be my sources of whatever luck may fall upon me. And so far, I've realized that when I talk to Satan, I have like the best luck. So that's why I decided to really devote myself to him. And then comes the planets, then maybe like a gnome out in like the West Forest or something. And then Jesus. Um, but yes, yes. So I am. Lou, Lou Cypher, is that, uh, I, I'm just now putting this together. Is your name, is it Lou Cypher or is it like code for Lucifer? Well, Dr. Fix Me, you're right. Cause I, cause it's, I code. It's, it's code. It's code. Yes, this isn't actually my real name. Uh, this is what I legally changed my name after I had a great powwow with my buddy uh, Lucius. And he was like, yo, you know what would be cool? If we had like an alliteration name. And I was like, we're so much friends that can do that. No, because like my real name is James McCurvey. Oh, okay. Um, yes, James McCurvey. But then I found Satan at the good old ripe age of 13. And we've been fast friends since 15 and I am now 35 years old. So I've been friends with Satan for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, it's been great. Now, when I you am... say friends with Satan, are you saying you just like worship an idol of Satan or are, are you no, saying? No, I say both... we're friends. Like I can pick up my little hands and go like this at like 5 p.m. every day and just talk to Satan. And then he'll usually respond back, usually like writing something on the wall, maybe like writing something on my flesh. Sometimes he'll write on my pies, which is like really like you would not believe how much Satan loves my pies. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So you're saying that you put your hands together in prayer and you, you pray to Satan and you actually hear Satan's voice? Yes. I wouldn't call it prayer so much as just like, maybe like the spiritual phone that we all just need, you know? Oh. Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay. No, so, I don't so... believe in prayer. I believe in 4G, high-speed internet kind of thing, you know? But on the I spiritual see. level. Oh, oh, I, I, I can understand that. I, I, this is a lot to take in, Lucifer, because I've, if I may call, address you as Lucifer, I, I've, I've heard of Satan, and uh, I, I, I consider myself a bit of an agnostic. You know, I don't, I don't really know what's out there. But just like you, I'm a student. I'm always open to learning new things. And but it sounds like you have a, a, a divine connection with this Satan, with, a, with an actual uh, demonic spirit who, who communicates to you e- either audibly or writes on the wall or even on your pies. That's this is a lot to take in, and, and you have an issue with, with uh, you sound like you had a romantic relationship with a, a certain, a one James Petruso. Mm. Did, you, did you say that he was some sort of, a, some, some demon or, or an angel? What, what, what was No, that? I think that's just what his, like, physical attributes look like. He's pretty, he's definitely immortal. Um, oh. Get that mortal vibe from him, you know. I can tell you his birthday, I can tell you when he's going to die. Um, but definitely get the mortal vibe from him. Oh, so he's mortal, not immortal, but regular mortal. Just regular, like yeah. Me. He just looks like a heavenly demon angel coming out from like a sepulcher to like kill me or save me. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Sounds like he has like a goth, va- goth vibe about him. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So, okay, Lucifer, uh, tell me. So you, you said you went on a date or two and then you said that he hurt you. How, how did James hurt you? Well, that's the thing. I was like. I want James in my life. I want him to see everything of me. So I took him to my pie factory after seven. And of course, that's when we start like putting in like the demon chickens into the pie. Cause like that's all Satan eats is demon chicken, demon chicken, demon beef and platypuses. And so we have uh, just to, like, regular platypuses. They don't have to be demon platypuses, regular platypus, platypie. I don't know. I don't know what jargon is these days, but yes, demon chicken, demon beef, platypuses. 
all in that order. Um, okay. And so I was like, hey, James, like, I want you to meet my friend Satan. The only way he's going to come, though, is if we feed him these pies. So, of course, Satan loves, loves, loves all his pies fresh. So mm. I keep all the animals in my altar room. And then when it's time, I go, pam, pam, you know, slish, slash, slosh, crisscross, cross, beheading. They're dead. I gut them and I put them in my pie. And so when I was like, James, have this knife. Help me behead this platypus. He was like, uh, no, I believe in animal sanctity. And I'm like, what? What is that? And, uh, and so he get, went on and on. He wouldn't kill this platypus at all. He wouldn't touch this platypus. And then he's like, why would I kill this platypus? And I'm like, for Satan. And he's like, you're weird. I don't believe in Satan. I'm atheist. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Because even atheism is like, you know, ruled by like the spiritual energy of some sort, you know? Or like has some sort of spiritual connection. And so then he was like, I'm going to call the cops on you. And he did it because fortunately the cops are good friends with me because like they love my platypus pie a whole lot. In fact, the whole department sometimes comes over and, you know, just <laughs> talks with Satan to me. So the cops didn't come, of course, but now it's like, now he's going around and spreading rumors on Facebook and really just hurting my clientele. And I have this Facebook group, I said, you know, of 150,000 strong and he's a member of it. And he's been going around slandering my name. And so it really just puts me in a divide because the way Satan and Uranus tells me, it's he's telling me, you know, if you keep this up, like, he'll definitely fall in love with you. But it's like at the expense of what? Like him throwing shade on my pie business and on my friends? Uh, I don't think so, Dr. Fix Me. And so I'm at this loss where I called up James and I was like, James, I really want to talk to you. But if you're going to come in with your closed mindedness, like, maybe not. But now he keeps calling me and it's just like, I don't want anything to do with him, but I still do. Um, but he hasn't shown any indication that he's like willing to change. Wow. So Lucifer, it sounds like you, you what, was, what was once a romantic relationship turned into some sort of uh, enemy uh, situation. Mm -hmm. And like the way I see it, Dr. Fix Me, like if he doesn't stop being my enemy in like, let's say a good like 24 hours, then you're right, he would become my enemy. And Satan has made it pretty clear, we do not tolerate enemies. And so you never know, Dr. Fix Me, if I send you a pie called the James Petruso pie, like, you know, don't be astonished if it has some sort of like knuckle in there or something, you know? Um, Whoa, are you saying that you're, if need be, if pressed, you are prepared to make a pie out of this uh, James Petruso? Yeah, and he knows, he knows, he He's definitely knows. Where, okay, well, wow, okay, well, now... I got to back up. This is still a lot to take in, Lucifer. You're throwing a lot at me. So I understand mm. you're, you have a, a personal relationship with Satan. You work at a pie factory. Uh, it sounds like a certain clientele approaches after dark, once the sun sets, either at 6 p.m. or 7. And uh, in the, it says you, you say in walks this uh, James Petruso. Now, I wonder why James is uh, in, inclined to... Uh, uh, show up uh, after dark. Why? Why not during the day? I mean, it sounds like from you, he's he's a mortal, but he's a mortal, but mm -hmm. he's got some peculiar characteristics about him. Huh. Yes, yes. Well, I do know. Well, well the let, thing. Let me ask. What did you? What attracted you to James? What? What? What made you think? Wow, I, I need to take this to the next level. I think it was his aura, and then he just started talking to me about business and i'm like oh yes i don't know a whole lot about business you know there aren't really any business gods so i was like 
I started just, you know, trying to gather in and like, what does he know about business? And like, maybe he can connect me with some like spiritual deity. And like, so far that didn't work. And I guess I should have clarified Dr. Fix me. Like, he didn't come to my pie shop in the day because he knew me before he knew my pie shop. Oh. So it was like, after the first dates, I was like, let's just skip the daytime, see if he's okay with the nighttime. And like a test, you wanted, you wanted to see if he was prepared to like you for who you truly were. Or yes. Who they are. And oh. the answer is no, Dr. Fix Me. Okay. Well, I, 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 I think I'm getting a clear idea of your problem. You had a romantic falling out with this James. He, he, you showed him the real side of you, and he, he didn't like that. You know, I, I can understand that. Uh, sometimes it's, it's tough to, under, you know, to, to handle when, when people see uh, your genuine side and they, they, you know, they can't accept it. Now, Lou, now that I understand, if I may be so bold as to just call you Lou, uh, I, I'm, I'm teetering between Lou and Lucifer, but I feel like, Lou, we've talked so much, I just got to call you Lou. Yes. You know what, Dr. Fix Me? If this is all over and we make it out alive, which according to Neptune we will, uh, you should come by in my pie shop after six or something. Oh, thank you. I'd be delighted to come to Devil's Pie after dark and see what it's all about. Absolutely. So uh, on, the, on the corner of uh, Wells and LaRousse, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So, Can't miss us. Lou, I... I want to know, how can I help you? I understand there's been a romantic falling out. James saw the real you. He's turned you mm. down. What are you looking for from me? Well, Dr. Fix Me, I guess, you know, despite all these energy uh, sources that are out there, like I, for some reason, I've been feeling kind of empty lately. And I don't know if maybe it's because I've detached myself from the mortal world too much. But basically, what I want you to do is tell me what I should do. Should I, you know, should I... Should I accept James for like the meek little human that he is, even though he looks like a warrior angel demon and knows about business? Should I kill him now if I know like he's not going to give me what I want and Satan's egging me on? Like, do I choose my friends over my relationship? I think that's what's really just been getting at me because deep down, Dr. Fix me, I think I do still like, I do still would want to try to get my relationship with James going. Oh my goodness. But you know, it's like, do I put myself out there, you know, like... Well, I appreciate you coming to me for help, Lou. I, I see that you're, you're at a crossroads. You're, you need help making a decision. You don't know how to read this, James. Is he friend or foe? Do you need to uh, invite him in one last time, or do you need to uh, kill him? Now, mm. I'll tell you right now, Lou, I don't, I don't uh, condone killing. I don't condone violence of any kind. I, 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 don't like, uh, I don't like it. I don't think it solves anything. In fact, I think it makes matters worse. But I, I, I do want to help you see clarity in this decision. Maybe you don't have to be friends with James anymore. Maybe you can just uh, ignore him for the rest of your life. Although it does sound like he's being a pain on your uh, Facebook page. Yes. And with like just an aura like that, just like this, hmm. this aura, like sometimes you can't escape it. Like I swear I'll be in my shower and just at 8 a.m. like this vibe will come in and I'll be like, oh, James Petruso just woke up and checked Instagram to see what his followers are up to, you know? And so I get vibes and just these vibes keep cutting in. And I guess Dr. Fix Me, it would be so much easier for me to like move on if I could kill him. Because if I don't kill him, I'll still keep getting these vibes until I find mm. someone else to attach myself to. And according to Satan, that's not going to be for another two years. And it's like, I don't want to deal with James Petrusa for another two years if he's not going to love what I do and love who me who for I am. 
So you're saying, Lou, that you're attached to this James spiritually whenever he's on Facebook or Instagram, whenever he's posting stuff online, you you are somehow spiritually aware of it, of mm. his activities? Yes, and it's not even oh social goodness. media. Like just yesterday, I got the sense that he was at Trader Joe's and he bought an asparagus. What oh. he's going to do with an asparagus, I don't know, Dr. Fix Me, but apparently oh. he bought an asparagus. I've never heard of such a link. And, and you've only been on two dates, right? Yes, well, Oh, wow, <laughs> that's a me, strong connection. Well... <laughs> yes, I, I I wasn't going to get to this part, but, I, you know, since we're burying our souls, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll let you know this is a safe space. Please feel free to bear your soul. Of course. Well, so it so happens that I can only I can only make these connections with people whose like blood I've drinking from or like sipped, you know. I'm sorry, and what? Yes, yes. I've did drank you drink? James Petruso's blood. Well, how, how did that happen? How well, did, so what, how did it happen day, and how did he let it? Well, he didn't know it was happening. He still doesn't know. Maybe I violated something. You drank but, his blood against his better judgment? With, yes. or, I mean, against his knowledge? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, Lou, the thing you have you've to know crossed about, the line. Yes. Like, well, but it wasn't like I, like, bit him or anything. Like, this was, we were at the date, our first date. And, you know, James can sometimes be a little clumsy. And so, like, he was cutting, like, through, like, some, like, duck or something with his knife, and he, like, sliced through the duck and cut his finger, and he's like, oh, my finger. He, like, dabbed the finger with the napkin, but it was looking really serious. It was, like, gushing out, so he's like, I think I have to go, and so, like, our first day was actually cut short, but he left the napkin behind, and it's like, I kind of like what I'm smelling, I kind of like what I'm picking up, and so I took the napkin, I just, like, dipped it, like, dapped it on, like, my tongue, and so, I mean, he doesn't know this, of course, but like... Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, it, it, had you uh, enjoyed the taste of blood before this, or...? Oh, I've chicken blood since I was at least four, like... Oh, my, my God, Lou. Yes, yes. My mother used to make blood soup, uh, just really delicious. Um, Lou, I, I gotta say, I've never heard... Of, or I've never had anyone like you on my show. You've, you've, I'm still trying to unpack everything that you've told me. You've, you've given me so much. The moment I gain clarity of your situation, I'm thrown further into the dark, into the spiritual darkness. I, I just... Oh, my goodness. Well, well, maybe you should start praying to Jupiter there, Dr. Fix Me, because Jupiter is supposed to bring clarity, especially at this time of year. Maybe I should. Maybe I need to consider uh, astrology. And again, I'm, I'm open to learning uh, what this universe has to offer. But Lou, I, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to thank you for, for coming to me with your problems. I'm, I'm here to help you. Despite how, how foreign your, your characteristics are, how strange you may be to me, I am on your side. I want to help you uh, see the uh, proverbial light as it were, in this situation. So if you, I want you to know, Lou, that while we've been talking, my producers have been scouring the internet for this, uh, this James Petruso. So I, I think, and I think we have him. So if you'll give me just one moment, I'll, I'm going to bring him on. So without any further ado, let's welcome our next guest to Dr. Fix Me. We have James Petruso. Hello, James. Hey, Dr. Fix Me. What's going on? Hi. Oh, um, not much. Just uh, uh, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, James, but we have a Lou uh, Cipher, aka Lou Cipher, uh, on the show. Do you uh, do you recognize Lou? Yeah, yeah. Warrior, demon, angel, James Petruso recognizes Lucifer. Lou Cipher. I'm sorry. And excuse me. I sent you a pigeon. You did not respond back. Oh. Well, it must have been unfavorable winds that day. If you could just read the wind chart I gave you, you'd know. Okay, well, maybe if your angel summons would have worked, it would have worked. You didn't believe in angels until I told you they were real. And how dare you come on and introduce yourself as warrior demon angel, you 
piece of Satan's shit. Okay, okay. All right, calm down. Calm down, everyone. I can see this is already getting too heated. Now, now, uh, James Persuso, did you, uh, do you have a title that I'm unaware of? A warrior, demon, angel? Is that what, is that what you said? Yeah, warrior, demon, angel, James Petruso. I got it uh, by playing COD online. I'm really good at it. That's my Twitch stream. Uh, and that's just who I am. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, so it's a game that you play online? What's the name of the game? Uh, it's COD. It's Call of Duty. Have you heard oh. of it? Yeah. I, I've, uh, never, I've heard of Call of Duty, but I've never heard of it uh, like abbreviated like that. Okay, well, maybe you get, like, cultured. I don't know. Jesus. Okay. I, I'm a student. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, an eternal student, always trying to learn new things. So, uh, Warrior Demon Angel James Pertuso. I want to give you the, the title that you, that you know, you deserve. So, tell me about your relationship with, with Lou here. It sounds like, it seems pretty contentious right now, but it sounded like it was off to a great start. What happened, James? Yeah, so I, you know, and by the way, thank you for hosting this show at night. I would have otherwise not been able to come. Uh, I showed up at, you know, this devil's pie shop. I was like, really interested, like, must be good. I came in and Lou Cypher immediately caught my eye. I was like, oh my God. So, that we hit it off and we went on a first date, but I just cut myself and started bleeding. Um, but I quickly found out after dating Lou Cypher for, you know, a few months here that he's kind of a sick fuck. Oh, now you said that you've dated uh, Lou for a couple of months. I, I was told that it was only two uh, dates. Over a couple of months because I oh. needed time to breathe. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. He wouldn't respond to my spiritual dates either. Well, you kept assigning them on days I was busy codding, okay? And I, jeez. And codding, just to, for clarity, that's Call of Duty-ing? Yes. Okay. Get cultured, God. So, uh, James, uh, what, what, what about, uh, so, well, first off, I want to know what attracted you to Lou? What, what, what uh, made you, what inspired this first date? Why did you go? Because he's just who he is. He has strong beliefs. He owns, uh, you know, as you know, I'm really into business. He owns his own pie shop. And so that really attracted me. I really look for someone who has ambitions in life. Uh, that's how we kind of really hit it off. Okay, I see. And then uh, what, uh, at what point did you um, find yourself repulsed by this, uh, Lou? What, what happened? Uh, when he asked me to go into his altar uh, and, oh, yes. he you know, this bleed a little bit i was a little taken aback i was like listen lucifer i know you love satan satan's great i'm all about that but satan is becoming more important than me in this two date slash long distance in between relationship we're having and i'm just not about that wow the, the, lou mentioned uh, something about uh, offering a sacrifice to satan a, a killing of uh, animals i think that there was a uh, a demon chicken or demon beef or a platypus pie that was uh, being made but you were revolted by the murder of animals what, what happened there no no even that i was okay with it's just when he wanted me to put my own blood in the oh. same yeah that was that was kind of like me i see you know, it was kind of weird. So once once he asked you for your, like, a blood sacrifice, basically, that's what repulsed you. Yeah, you know, a little bit. How would you, how would you feel about that? Like, am I overreacting? Oh, not that? at all. Uh, James, I completely understand. I, myself, I gotta say, if, if someone, if I went on a first or even second date with someone and they asked for my blood, I would uh, cancel that date immediately. Post-haste. Toot sweet. I would be out of there. Uh, really? I, even with someone as hot and aura-centric as Lucifer? You take that back. You're turning me on and you know it. Yeah. Well, your aura is so bright. I just want to 
you know, put my hands around it and feel the warmth like a fire. Okay, I'm getting some mixed signals here. This is a lot to handle. You know what? I think uh, we need to pause right now. We need to. We need to. Uh, t- let's take a break uh, and hear a word from our sponsor. So we're gonna take a, a break and we'll be right back. We uh, need to hear a word from our sponsor. As we all know, this is a show business, after all. And the business part of this show is hearing a live read from one of our local sponsors uh, with a uh, product or service that they have available to us. So, without any further ado, let's hear a word from... Oh, it looks like we have... Uh, oh, jo- uh, am I pronouncing this right? Jolani Randy Savage of Big Beefcakes. Oh, yeah, yes, you are. That's me, Jolani. And I'm going to tell you... I'm going to tell you... Mmm, mmm, big, mmm. Beefcakes, mmm, from Connecticut, mmm, the home of WWF, but not a home of me, Jelani Randy Savage, cousin of Macho Man Randy Savage. You see, back in the 1980s, Macho Man, he had an affair. I wasn't born from that affair because I was his cousin, but I was born from a separate affair. And then I went to Vincent Kennedy McMahon, that dumb son of a bitch. Sorry, you can bleep that out. And I said... Oh yeah, let me. How about uh, how about you give me your big beefcakes, Vinny Mac? And he said, "Hell no." And I said, "Fine, oh, I'll create my big beefcakes." And that's what we did. Forty years we've been in Connecticut since 1980, and whatever year it is now, well, it's 40 years in my time book. And ever since then, we provide the biggest beefcakes. Guess what? I've got the biggest beefcakes, too. That's what my wife said 10 years ago. She's passed on, but she lives forever in the recipe. I mean, in she's uh, created the recipe. Ooh, yeah. Uh, come to us, Connecticut, 305 Fairfield Lane. You can't miss us. There's a big dog. Uh, he goes, woof. And right next to us, that's, yeah, that's me. Ooh, yeah, Jelani. Uh, Vince McMahon, you son of a bitch. If I see you, I'll chop you into meat. Ooh, yeah, big beefcakes. Wow, what a powerful uh, sponsorship. Uh, Jelani, uh, a.k.a. Randy Savage of Big Beefcakes. Thank you very much for that for that read. Uh, I, I, no, I've heard of beefcakes before, but always in uh, some sort of euphemistic term. I've, I've heard of, uh, of you know people referring to beefcakes as like, like men who are, are uh, just uh, have so much muscle and they, they are so attractive looking that they're called a beefcake. But if, are you saying that you sell uh, cakes made of, made of beef? Ooh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, what we do is uh, it's very big. We just put bacon. We put uh, pastrami, salami, uh, whatever, wherever my wife has been for the last 10 years. I'm not sure. Maybe you ate her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just a jokester. Why would I chop up my wife into little pieces and put her in? Anyway, that's not the point. So, yeah, it's just an amalgamation of meat. Vegetarians aren't welcome because guess what? Vinnie Mac... He's a vegetarian. If I see that son of a bitch, I'll slap him sideways. Ooh, yeah. That's a uh, rest in peace, macho man, my cousin. Yes, kiss, rest, kiss, in, rest, in, rest in power, Randy Savage. Now, uh, Ooh, Jelani, yeah. the, it sounds like th- these beefcakes contain much more than just beef. Sounds like there's some, a bit of pork uh, in these be- in, in these beefcakes. Ooh, yeah, there's a bit of pork. Not only okay. that, uh, there's a bit of uh, pastrami from Cat's Deli. We go to Cat's Deli in New York City, and when they throw it out, we put it in. We mix it up. So we got fresh cat's meats. Well, if it's fresh, if they throw it out, it sounds like you're, you're, you're adding in discarded meat that was Ooh, going to be yeah. thrown away for whatever reason. Why don't you tell me that to my face, doctor? Fix me up. I'm a beefcake as well. Can't you see? Oh, well, yeah, sh- I see. You are muscular. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, hey, stop looking. Stop looking at my tights. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking at you. I'm looking at the frame that is. Oh. You. I'm sorry if my my gaze looks like I, I'm I'm uh, undressing you with my eyes. I do apologize for that. But and I'm in no way uh, trying to. No, that's you. fine. That's, I'm just oh, trying oh, to. Oh. The reason I have these questions, uh, Jelani, is the I feel like the more that the listener knows about your product, is the more inclined they'll be to uh, call upon you and ask for these beefcakes. Now, uh, you, you mentioned if people want to get a hold of you, they can uh, visit uh, 305 Fairfield Lane in Connecticut and Ooh, uh, look, yeah. look for the big dog that barks. Yeah, oh yeah. So when you see a big, uh, it's a Doberman Retriever, they call it. Uh, oh. You're going to see them. You're going to wave at the Doberman Retriever. The Doberman Retriever is going to run back and undo the chain with its mouth. I taught it how to do that. And then you'll be able to get into the factory. I'm sort of like a Willy Wonka. If Willy Wonka was more muscular and sexy and had baby oil on him. All right, all right. Uh, uh, Jelani, is there another way people might be able to get a hold of you? I mean, not everyone can travel. If there, is there a, maybe a website or a phone number people could call to order your beefcakes? Oh, yeah. You can add me on Friendster. Friendster? Yeah, look for my profile, Jelani Randy Savage of Big Beefcakes. So far, I've got 10 friends. Which is great, I hear. In a month, I'll have 11, they said. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Uh, Jelani, this is... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you're here. You, you're selling big beefcakes. Uh, now, are, are these cakes for... Uh, I mean, for me, when I think of cake, I think of... It's a dessert. It's a special occasion, like a birthday or, or a, a wedding or a celebration of some sort. Is there a, any special occasion that would necessitate a beefcake? Oh, yeah, we do everything. Weddings. Last month, I did a bar mitzvah. We did the kosher beefcakes for Rabbi Yusuf and his following. Ooh, uh, we also do uh, not only that, kids' birthday parties. You know, the other day, we were at a three-year-old's birthday party. It was a princess party, so we carved the meat to look like characters from The Princess Bride, starring oh Andre the Giant, longtime enemy of Macho Man, and uh, William... Uh, you know, William Little, William Little speak. Who's William Little speak? You know, the little guy in the film, William Little speak. What do you mean the little guy? I, I, That's his name, William Little speak. That's what he told me. He gave me his card. Okay, what what character did he play in uh, the Princess Bride? I, I'm he, I'm a big fan of the movie. I just don't yeah. remember. He plays the uh, Andre the Giant's cousin in the film. Uh, Andre. Uh, Look, you're getting ahead of yourself, man. I'm going to see you outside if you keep asking me any more questions about my favorite film. I don't mean I'll to you know, you. <laughs> Macho Man defeated Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 20 years ago. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's true. Look it up on Wikipedia. I just put it up there. Oh, well, okay. Well, if you just put it up there, then it may not be factual but either way uh, jelani now you're, you're saying that you you may i want to get back to this this birthday party you made a, a beefcake for a girl's birthday party in the in the shape yeah. of a princess bride character or characters were they how did they take to this because to me it sounds like they they didn't expect this to be a dessert cake or they expected it to be a d dessert cake and they were probably were they upset to find that it was made with meat no because it was the daughter of william littlespeak or john littlespeak whoever the guy whoever the actor was the small guy it was him, Little Speak. It was his Sean daughter. Wallace or Wallace Sean? The, the Wallace Sean? I don't know who the hell that is. He says inconceivable. That's the guy who says inconceivable. No, I'm talking about John Little Speak. John Little Speak. I, get, John I don't Little know who Speak. that is. Either that's you know, cousin. that's neither here nor there. That's not okay. Yeah. His cousin. Yeah. Uh, either way, I I I'm, I'm so glad you're here. It sounds like uh, you've got beefcakes for all occasions. Oh uh, yeah. All right. And you, it sounds like you can make them into any shape, resembling any any famous character, fictional or non-fictional. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, we did. We went to Japan. 
we went to Nintendo. Shigeru Miyamoto put his hand on my shoulder and he said, can you do Yoshi and Donkey Kong and meet? And I said, can Zelda kick Captain Falcon's ass? And I said, no, because really we all know Captain Falcon is the better of the characters in the original Smash. And he looked at me and I said, yeah, you want to fight Shigeru Miyamoto? And he said, no, not really. I'm just asking you a question. Then we hugged it out. We've been oh, friends nice. ever since a week ago. Oh, I see. Um, wait, a week ago, may I ask? I mean, not to derail this uh, show yeah. anymore, but what happened a week ago? Oh, we became friends a week ago. Oh, I thought you were, you were friends up until a week ago. Okay, never oh, mind. No. All right. Shigeru Miyamoto won't cross me. If he's listening right now, maybe you should get Shigeru on this show. Well, maybe I should. Well, thank you very much, Jelani, Randy Savage of Big Beefcakes, uh, Ooh, for being yeah. here. Uh, for the listener, if you want, uh, either you can find uh, uh, Jelani on Friendster, be one of his uh, 10 friends, or his 11th friend, uh, or you can reach him at 305 Fairfield Lane in Connecticut. Make sure that there's a big Doberman retriever uh, that can let you in. All right. Now we, uh, we're back to the, let's get back to our guests. So we've got uh, Lou Cipher and, and James Petruso, sorry, Warrior Demon Angel James Petruso. Thank you very much for waiting patiently. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Just a question for the sponsor. Oh, sure, go uh, ahead. How do your cakes differ from the devil's pies? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, Ooh. I just... You want to know? You want to know? Because we really... know that the pies have been made with demon chicken or G demon beef or even platypus. What, what, uh, do you offer any of those? Anything like that? We don't offer demon kind. Because last time I checked, you destroyed that village years ago. 30 days and 30 nights of hell. And who, Ramadan. No, not Ramadan. The, the village. Who, who did you destroy the village? Satan, that son of a bitch. Or whichever oh. one of you bastards is the devil. I know. It was 30 days and 30 nights of hell. My ancestors got wiped out off the face of the earth except for one little boy who survived. See, I told you, Lee Cipher, Satan's getting between not only us, but other people now. It's a problem. I don't go around questioning Satan because he's lived from billions and billions of years, James Petruso. But also, Jelani, I'm going to send you a spiritual request. Make sure that I get those blood samples in vials in 25 degrees Celsius containers. Shit. Oh, you're, you're going to send him a spiritual request, but not me now? You got yours and you turned yours away. Yeah, because I told you that Satan was getting between us and you kept, you wouldn't even respond to my pigeons anymore. You're just jealous that Satan looks more of a warrior demon angel than you ever will. Oh. And you can bank on that. Okay, I see that there's clearly tension between Lou and, and, and James. I'm so I'm so sorry, uh, sponsor, that you had to uh, get in, caught in the middle of that. I do thank you for being here uh, and, and thank you for your big beefcakes. Uh, Lou, uh, James, I gotta admit, I'm out of my element. I, I don't know how to address the situation. I don't know qu quite how to move forward in, in fixing the two of you. Or maybe you're unfixable. Who knows? Well, I think someone may know. I want you to know that uh, Lou, James, while we've been talking, we've had someone listening on the line the whole time. Because they are an expert. We bring experts on the show who can give uh, more tailored advice uh, that can help you beyond what I can. So without any further ado, let's welcome our final guest. Looks like we have here uh, a Henry Green rejection expert. Welcome, Henry Green, to Dr. Fix Me. No. Just kidding, Jack. Fix Me. That's just my theme right now is the word no. No, 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 no. We hear the word no so many times. And every time we hear it, it is so disheartening and destructive and, it, and so painful. 
But folks, 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 it is life. And the faster you learn how to deal with the word no, the faster you're going to move forward in life and achieve all the dreams that you have ever wanted. So right now we are dealing with a classic, um, kind of a side chat. So this isn't the traditional no. This isn't like a hard no because um, James, I really feel like he's on the fence with, with his no to Lou. But when it's all said and done, it's still a no, right? It's still a no. He's not saying yes. We know he's not saying yes to Lou. All right, because if he was, we wouldn't even be here right now. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. So he's saying no. So Lou, you have to deal with this no. All right, and and I get it. I know that that you want to convert that no to a yes, and that's that's just not how it works, my friend. It is not how it works. You need to you need to accept it. It's all about acceptance, and it's about handling this as an adult in a very mature, emotionally in touch way with your feelings. You're going to handle that no in a very even professional because you run a business there's there's a, there's so many things that you need to take into account that if you can handle this no properly you're just going to have everything you want and so the way you do this is you just you need to meet James face to face this is a resolution okay and you're going to firmly shake his hand and then you're going to take his hand and you're going to slit his wrist and then you're going to start drinking the blood okay and you need to keep drinking all that blood until you've completely drained him and harvested his soul, right? Because that is the only way forward. You got to harvest his soul. So, Green, wait, can I cut in here? What, um, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, how do I say no to that part? I'm also alarmed, James. I'm on your side. This doesn't, uh, Henry Green, are you suggesting that Lou killed James? You, yes, Dr. Called, Fix. No, 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 it's not killing. It's harvesting. He's harvesting his soul. Just like, like Bioshock or harvest all the platypus <laughs> souls. So he's already got a lot of practice with this. He's just got to practice what he preaches. He's got to take the next step. He's got to harvest James' soul. Okay, this Henry, makes sense. If I may, Doctor, fix me. This makes sense to me because, if I recall, I did say my other option was to kill James and make him into a pie, and I don't think there's any clearer also, answer than what. Also, no to that one. Okay, continue. Well, that, that's, Go ahead. that's more of like a side benefit. The pie comes after that, but the main thing is that you're harvesting your soul. And like, and I'm just gonna throw it out there, like Jelani. It's the same thing with you and Vince McMahon. All right, you could kill, you could butcher Vince McMahon and turn him into steaks, and that's that's fine for after the fact. But if oh yeah, who's saying know, I didn't do it already? No, no, no. Like, so what you need to do, you need to under the the light of a full moon, you need to cut his heart out with a silver knife. Okay, and eat that heart and harvest his soul. What you do with the body afterwards, that's 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 here or there. It's a it's irrelevant. But Henry Green, what are you suggesting? Mr. Green, you are you are suggesting murder, you're suggesting violence. These are things that I'm uh, vehemently against. Look, I'm an expert, okay? I've been dealing with rejection my entire life. All right. I see a hot fox and I'm like, hey fox, you wanna go out? And she's like, No, you're a woodland gnome. I don't date gnomes. Like, what the hell? Like, that's just gnomist. And like, but I'm used to it now. And like, and I learned how to take that no and move it forward. And now I've got this nice uh, woolly furry scarf and I'm warm and I've got souls in me that keep me moving forward, forward with my souls life. Souls in that's you. What oh. you guys, so you like dark souls? Hold on, hold on, Henry uh, Green. Are, are you saying that you are uh, a gnome? I can't really tell right here. I can't really tell your height, uh, but are, are, are you saying that you're a woodland gnome? Right yeah, I'm not the tallest. I'm two foot two. Two foot two. Oh, so you are a gnome. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Why would you think I'm not? I just told you I'm a gnome. Well, was, yeah, like, I, well, you said that should have been obvious anyway. I mean, well, like, you, when you said you encountered a fox, I thought, I, and then you said she. I was like, oh well, he's, you're talking about a foxy lady. Well, I'm not gonna hit on a dude fox. That would be. I mean, no, I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's not me. Wait, did you hit on a human woman or a female? No, oh, a female animal fox. fox. An animal fox. Like oh, I thought you that you were. I thought fox was a euphemism for a pretty woman. Oh goodness. Okay, this is a lot. You're throwing. Everyone's throwing so much at me. I don't know how to take this in. Henry is Green, no. Wait, I have a question. Is no short for gnome is that where that came from you know i've kind of suspected that for a long time that's I the like, smartest thing you've said james Petruso. still yeah, turning me on even though i hate you yeah Ooh. watch it watch it watch it before one of you ends up in my meat factory i still think we should work together jelani just send me those blood samples oh yeah and i like your woodland energy henry uh would you want to stop by my pie shop maybe like i don't know tomorrow 8 p.m that can, sounds fantastic. I have been waiting for that guest for so long. Can so can long. I can I stop by? Yeah, you can stop by. We'll have something special on the menu. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Wait, yes. I, James, Look, are you saying you're you're prepared to to go visit Lou one once more? Uh, I mean, in the, in the I don't I don't know if I'm prepared. I just so many people are coming over now. It feels like a party. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, let's let's clarify, uh, Lucifer. Who are you all inviting uh, over to your uh, Devil's Pie factory at, at night? Is to be like- honest, Sector fixed me. At this point, everyone. When I got on this show today, I'm not gonna lie. Satan said I would make a bunch of new friends and a bunch of new lovers, and one of them would become my pie at some point. <laughs> we won't name any names, but like we all know who that's gonna be in 24 hours. Um. Oh. Do we? Do we know who that's gonna be? I, I mean, you invited me, and I, I, I still accept your invitation. I'm, I'm curious. I want to learn more about these pies, this, the variety of pies, and and the nature of this devil's pie, and how you're able to uh, commune with this Satan. Uh, but uh, it sounds like you've invited Henry Green, a gnome, a woodland gnome, Henry Green, and, and you're you're invited uh, Jelani, the Randy Savage of B- Big Beefcakes. Yeah. And- yeah, he's on the list. If he can get me his blood samples. I just sent it to you. Look, Ooh, look got into him. your account. Type O plus. Ooh, look into your account. It. Look into your, your PDA. <laughs> My PDA. Oop. Wait, did you just drink blood, Lou? I sent it when you when I was waiting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is out of hand. Now, now Henry, I, 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 I need to get back to my expert here. I, I gotta say, I don't, I don't think violence is clearly not the answer. Look, look at how happy uh, Lou and, and James are right now at the prospect of reuniting once more at, at his factory at night. No, there's no pretense of violence. There's no pretense of of uh, sucking or, or harvesting of a soul. Which harvesting, I do believe, is euphemistic for murder. I mean, I, it sounds like either way, James will end up dead. I think that's semantics, and it's not that James is dead. It's just a transfer of energy, of soul energy into Lou. And if you think Lou is happy now, think of how happy he's going to be when he has James' soul infused in him. Now, it sounds in like his you're, blood. you're speaking from a place of having multiple souls within yourself. Is that, is yes. that true? How many souls reside within you? I've got, I don't know, I've lost count. I'm up to like 3,500 at this point, but the woodland is, I mean, woods are pretty full of Whoa. furry little creatures. So they're, they're not like one chipmunk. That's like a, that's like an eighth of a soul. Now okay. I'll confess. I've, I, you're not, Henry, you're not the first gnome I've met. We've had a, a gnome on Dr. Fix Me before, but he was nice, jovial. The worst thing he ever did was prank another person, but it, you seem uh, vile and, and uh, dare I say evil. <laughs> evil. Evil. Yes. Like, I finally learned how to deal with my emotional maturity, and you're calling that evil? 
Well, it sounds like uh, being an expert of rejection, you still don't understand that no means no. Yeah, no means no, and then you harvest their soul. That's like you're accepting the no. You're being very, you're not denying the no. You're not, you're not trying to make it a yes. You're actually, you're dealing with it in a very healthy way. Uh, well, healthy for who? It sounds True. very selfish. Dr. Fixley, if I may, maybe this would be better. Warrior Demon Angel James, do you consent to having your soul harvested and made into a pie tomorrow at 8 p.m.? All depends. Am I going to be inside you after you do that? Of course. And are you going to forget about Satan and you're going to just focus on me more? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. You know what? Okay. Yeah, I can focus on you inside of me. Yeah. Fine. Then you can slip my wrist, harvest my soul, turn me into a pie and eat me and have me in you all the time. It's fine. Would you be okay if Satan watched though? He has to be there at least a little bit. Fine, you can watch again. What am I witnessing? James, you're okay with this? You're, you're, you understand that you're going to die. You're going to be made into a pie and that Lucifer will consume you in front of, the, as, wit, as Satan as his witness, he will kill you. At this point, I still haven't gotten my second recession check, so I'm down for whatever. Okay. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? I, I, I if you, if as long as the guests, I guess, are happy with this, as long as you've seen a, an outcome that that fits you, well, who am I to judge? I guess I, I've learned so much today. I've learned a lot of, of new things, and I, I guess you know, it's. I, I want to take this time to offer the doctor's notes. Uh, one. I didn't know that anyone could have a personal relationship with Satan, and I, it's clearly a powerful one if it's going to in, inspire. Uh, I don't know. It's such a. A profound, uh, uh, I don't know, experience with with pie making and, and with these friendships. It sounds like Lou, you're able to to make a a, a bond with this James Petruso that I've never I've never understood. This is a, a bond deeper than than what I've, I've than I've ever witnessed. And I'm married, so this is this is profound. Uh, I, I I guess what I I should say is. I, what I've said before is follow your bliss. It sounds like, James, you're happy with this outcome. You're happy to be made into a pie as long as Lou can focus on you for the time being uh, and, get, and give uh, Satan, uh, uh, I guess, second seat to your first seat. Or, or I'm not even sure what I'm saying anymore. As long as uh, Satan can step aside for just a brief moment while Lou consumes you. Sounds like you're okay with that, James? Yeah, as long as I can ride shotgun and it's not permanent, I'm fine with it. What do you, I, it sounds like it will be permanent. I understand, James, like death is permanent. Uh, semantics. Uh, if you knew about auras, you would know. I think everyone on the call here knows about auras, except for you, Dr. Vixme. Let's be real. Wow, everyone's nodding their head except me. Everyone knows about auras but me? I've got so much to learn. Well, you, we got to wrap this up. I want to thank our, our expert, you know, Harry Green, as, as volatile as you were, as, as evil as I think you are. You, it sounds like you were profoundly helpful in, in, in uh, uh, help creating this bond between Lou and, and James. You, you were able to reconnect them in a way I couldn't. So thank yeah. you. Uh, I'm expert. It's what I do. It's what I do. Wow. Uh, and I want to thank our, our sponsor who made this episode possible, Jelani, the Randy Savage of Big Beefcakes. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, yeah. Is there is there a slogan or a catchphrase that people can uh, use to, to remember your, uh, your, your presence, your, your, your yeah. effective beefcakes? Fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck Vince McMahon. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, sponsor. Thank you, uh, warrior demon angel James Petruso, who's taught yeah. me the, the meaning of COD, that it is Call of Duty. Uh, thank you for enlightening me about auras and the, and the power of, of connection with one another. And to Lou, wow. I guess I got to deliver my, my famous catchphrase to you. Lou, you have been fixed. See everyone at eight tomorrow. This has been Dr. Fix Me. 
Today's episode is performed by Lou Garcia, Trick Vladarsky, Donovan Santiago, and Steve Gast. Dr. Fix Me theme song written and performed by Allison Miller. Enjoy the show? Let us know at drfixmeshow at gmail.com. And while you're at it, rate and review Dr. Fix Me on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio entertainment. Editing, production, direction, and Dr. Fix Me performed by yours truly, Michael Kim Lewis. Thank you for listening. Yes, yes. My mother used to make blood soup.